0: are in the studio okay we have shelly with us and my name is psychic profiler carla baron and we're doing another in the news uh story this evening we're doing the missing malaysia flight mh370 and i remember posting about this on my Facebook, which was forever ago, um, nine years ago. Wow. I remember posting about this because I kept seeing things and I just had to say what I was seeing. So as I understand it, Shelly, you are, you have compiled a few things for us. I have. And uh, you're going to read us in and it's, it's St. Paddy's Day, so I want to say happy St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, you? happy St. Paddy's Day. Thank you. Okay, so I, I am not Irish, nor do I pretend to be. I, I drink out of a green bottle once in a while called Rolling Rock, but, you know, that's <laughs> not really making me Irish. All right, <clears throat> so let's... Let's begin. We wanna look at the missing Malaysia flight, MH370. And I actually had a dream this morning right before I woke up, and those are my those are my visions. Those are my prophetic dreams. Those are my dreams where, you know, if it's right before I wake up, it tells me what's going on and what I should focus on. Okay. I can't That's make cool. myself do that. Okay. That Come just on. sort of happens. It's only happened on a few of these, but it has happened. Okay. Um, okay. Let's begin. Shelley, tell okay. us what's going on with this. Alrighty.
1: <clears throat> on March 8, 2014, Malaysia Airlines flight 370 carrying 227 passengers, and 12 crew members lost contact with air traffic control less than an hour after taking off from Kuala Lumpur, <clears throat> excuse me, then veers off course and disappears. Most of the plane and everyone on board are never seen again. The plane departed from Kuala Lumpur International Airport at 12.41 a.m. and was scheduled to arrive in Beijing Capital International Airport at 6.30 a.m. local time. However, at one hundred seven a.m., the aircraft's last automated position report was sent. And at 1.19 a.m., what turned out to be the final voice transmission from the cockpit was relayed to air traffic controllers. Good night, Malaysian 370. A message that suggested nothing out of the ordinary. About an hour after flight, 370 was scheduled to land in Beijing. Malaysia Airlines announced it was missing. Prior to the aircraft's mysterious disappearance, it had been flying seemingly without incident. There were no distress signals from the plane or reports of bad weather or technical problems. The ensuing search for flight 370 initially was centered on the Gulf of Thailand, where the plane was traveling when radar contact was lost. Investigators looked into the possibility of terrorist involvement in the plane's disappearance after it was discovered that two passengers had been using stolen passports. They also considered that this could be the result of pilot suicide, although there was no evidence to support this theory. Then on March 15th, investigators said that the satellite transmissions indicated Flight 370 had turned sharply off its assigned course and flown west over the Indian Ocean, operating on its own for five hours or more. On March 24th, Malaysia's Prime Minister announced the flight was presumed lost somewhere in the Indian Ocean, with no survivors as the search for the aircraft continued with more than two dozen nations participating in the effort, the mystery of how a commercial jetliner could vanish without a trace received global media attention. Throughout 2015 and 2016, debris believed to be from the aircraft washed ashore on the Western Indian Ocean, but the fate of flight MH370 remains a mystery. That's it. Okay, well,
0: if anybody has Netflix, of course that was airing also right at the same time. And the thing was is that <clears throat> I chose this case before this even started airing on Netflix or it was announced. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're both having vocal we issues. Weather <clears throat> over here. Now sometimes it happens when. I need to center, okay. Ah, okay. It it only happens in my reads when I need to center. So let me center on that dream that woke me up this morning. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me first um, have you just read over. I purposely, like I told you, I didn't. I posted the link, but I didn't click on any of my links from the Facebook because I didn't want to just reiterate what I had said before. So, So I went over the material on my own, but I purposely didn't do that. And I want you to read it, and I want to see which parts of those statements flash for me that tells me I need to correct it.
1: Okay. you ready?
0: Yeah. And tell me when I posted it, what date? Okay.
1: So this one here was posted March 15th, 2014. And it says, not to add to the myriad of wild theories out there, but I just got a flash of an image here where everyone was asleep, as if suspended in time somehow. It's hard to describe, but there was a lack of oxygen or some agent was released into the aircraft AC system. Then I saw, I believe, two others, this was a very quick flash, hard to slow down, who remained awake, walking around, who seemed to be wearing some sort of gas masks. Normally, I don't prefer details like this, but this anomaly with MH370 is tugging at me.
0: That's one of them. First of all, that was part of my dream this morning.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And I, I got more details on the gas masks that they were wearing, I saw at least two individuals. Okay. I don't know if there were three. I only saw two in my dream Okay, when I, before I woke up, I saw two of them. The other one may have been in the cockpit, uh, taking over the controls. Okay. But I only saw two with the passengers and I saw them walking up and down the aisles like making sure that everybody was passed out. Wow. So either hypoxia set in and they had lack of oxygen from, you know, the the depressurization in the cabin or uh you know, I don't get that they're squirming though like they have a toxin in their system, or I don't see foaming at the mouth or anything. I did see, okay, I will report this. I did see the oxygen mass like hanging, like chandeliers, you know, all over the cabin in there, all over the passengers. And I saw all the oxygen mass had dropped. Wow. But they were like nudging people, making sure that they were passed out, that they were unconscious. Okay. Um, the gas masks looked like something out of like World War II. They looked older. They didn't look, um, they didn't look like they were high tech. okay? Okay. They looked older. Like they were overkill with, you know, keeping out toxins or whatever. maybe they were, you know, from some, uh, military supply or something, okay. but they looked older to me, like, um, not brand new. Like they had recently purchased these. They looked like they came from a surplus of some sort or, you know, something like that. Okay. Part of what I saw was, um, whether or not one of the two is in the pilot's compartment, you know, the two of them were passed out. I see, I see this man lifting the pilot out of his seat and I think they left the co-pilot in his seat. Okay because I don't see him dealing with that. He, he goes to the controls and he starts manually controlling everything. He starts shutting off, uh, different sensors. He's shutting them off. I see that certain lights are going off. So this may be, um, monitoring from the inside. Yeah. Pit itself. I don't know. I, I, I've actually flown, a plane a couple of times, but I, I don't know what those controls are for uh, okay. a commercial airliner. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I actually flew a Piper Cherokee, but that's another story for another day. Um, okay. <laughs> and I was too short to, I had to sit on like a booster seat. My, from my shoulders to my, you know, my torso itself wasn't high enough to see over the dash. So I had oh to God. sit on like this little booster seat just to be able to see and not fly us into the side of a mountain. All right. Well, anyway, that was, that was, that. But, um, I, but they let me fly for 15 minutes by myself. I was like, okay, so cool. You know, I had somebody in the co-pilot seat sitting of course. there, you know, ready to pull up at any moment, you know? But, um, <laughs> You know, I, I, in my dream, okay, back to this in my dream and in my vision, what I saw this morning was turning off sensors like lights on the dash are going off and they're turning them off. Whoever this person was, we'll look to see if it's part of the, uh, stolen passport true, but you know, I mean, it makes (laughs) sense. That was my
1: question, one of
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at that in a second, but I want to finish what I saw in my dream this morning. Yeah. So I'm seeing this person, only one inside the cockpit that knows how to fly the plane, I guess, um, is, is turning everything off. This is after the, the oxygen mass have dropped. So they must've done that. Or programmed it maybe on the ground before they left. Programmed okay. it so that they would drop at a certain time. You know, maybe in that that blank airspace. You know, okay. where they're switching to Vietnamese yeah. airspace. Okay, right. so maybe then that's where they switched it. But I get that some of this was done on the ground. Like some of this was manipulated there. Wow. This was a well-orchestrated, I would say terrorist attack because it involves so many souls and so many people were um, just needlessly taken. Yeah. Uh, but I don't get that they were, they were brutally, um, you know, I, I don't get like a brutal attack on them or or torturing them or anything else. I get a very peaceful sleep. Okay. And I'm not seeing foaming around any of the mouths. I'm looking around the passengers. I'm looking at them and for all intents and purposes, they, they didn't, they looked, content and calm. You know, I didn't see anguish on their face, like, you know, or any of that. I just looked like they're all calm. Some of them are slumped in their seats because uh, yeah. they're sleeping.
1: Yeah.
0: But, you know, if, if they did turn off, you know, if they did depressurize to the point where they kept it off for a while and the oxygen is just not hitting, From what I know about brain death, it takes about 10 minutes with no oxygen. Okay. And that's about how long it takes before those cells just, you know, you're a pronounced brain dead. Right. Um, it seems to be a little bit longer than that. Even they waited until everybody was unconscious. One of them was sitting next to one of the passengers.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So that person monitored the, the, the passengers just to make sure everybody was succumbing to no oxygen. Okay. That's one question I want to ask. So please make sure you ask me whether or not there was a toxin released in the air. Okay. It's one of my questions. Okay. Okay. Um, After that, I see they have a direct flight plan and they are, they are radio silent. They have their instructions. They know where they're flying. And I absolutely got connection with Russia. I mean, it, it, the reason I got that was because I saw Russian words that I do not know the meaning of. And I knew it was Russian by looking at it in my dream. Wow. I just saw something that looked like Russian words and I, I can't spell it right now because I, I'm not familiar with Russian, but I, I knew it was Russian. And you know, I know at that time, uh, they were invading Crimea right, right days before this. Yes. So I was shown those two things. I was shown the connection with Russia. I was shown that this was a major, uh, distraction as far as the media and focusing on this instead of their stealth activities with Crimea. Okay. I definitely saw the connection between the two. I don't know about all the other stuff. I know the pieces of plane were found, but I got to tell you, it, it, even when I looked at it, I watched the Netflix series, and right. I'm not saying that guy's a liar, but you know, <laughs> I, I think he, I think he really believes he found the actual pieces, you know. Sure. And I guess if I were him, I would think the same thing too. The thing is, right. is that I saw. It flashed when I saw that part, even while I was watching it, it flashed in my head and I said, Oh, that's wrong. That okay. was, that was a red herring. That's wrong. They were, okay. they were definitely placed there to throw people uh-huh. because too okay. many questions were being asked and, and too much was being made of it. And they had to get any intention off of what they actually did. The reason okay. this was done was from a, a PR standpoint, and they had to get attention off of this, this, these secret maneuvers they were making into Crimea and what they were doing with Ukraine. And, you know, the ultimate plan there. And this was, somebody came up with this idea and said, well, why don't we just you know, deal with a flight, you know, like in another country that has nothing to do with us. Uh-huh. you know, and yeah. we'll have our own crew aboard that hijack the damn thing. And, oh you know, I mean. It's not that I don't cry when I see this stuff. I mean, when I first saw it, I teared up when I first saw what had happened because I knew nobody survived except for the hijackers. But I knew they did. I knew they survived because they landed the plane. The plane did not crash. Ah, okay. They landed it safely on an airstrip in a remote region from what I'm looking at It was like a, like almost like a dirt strip. It didn't even look like it was asphalt. It looked like it was dirt. It looked like they were landing it in the middle of nowhere. That's what I saw. And they had, they had people meeting them and then the deconstruction happened where they concealed parts of the plane. You know, they had to conceal it. They had to take it apart to conceal it. And what I'm getting is, is that the pieces that were placed weren't from MH370. They couldn't run the risk of placing any of those identifying pieces on the beach that they were found. Okay. So I don't think that, you know, I think the guy had a good heart. I, I don't remember his name, the guy who found these, you know, and, and he he was like a modern day Indiana Jones type,
1: you know, right. and,
0: and, and I think he, he truly believes that he found MH370. I don't think he did. I think he was made to think that. Okay. And I don't think any of those pieces were I think they are they were hidden away and hidden away. <laughs> I, I, I don't think any of those pieces because they couldn't run the risk of having anything traced back to them. Okay. Because that might start a, a world war in itself. Yeah. Uh, if they were caught hijacking a plane and you know, uh-huh. they they would disavow any knowledge, of course, you know, the Russian yeah. government. But, you know, from what I saw, those were Russian words. Wow. So, which I do not know the meaning of. I saw like four words and they were definitely in Russian. Oh or or a Slovak type language. They were definitely a Russian though. Um and the plane was safely landed. Then it was deconstructed. Then this is the hard part. So, um, you know, this is the part where, you know, sometimes I've been accused during a read like this on the podcast of getting graphics. So shut your ears yes. if you don't want to hear this part, but I saw that they piled. They had like a pit where they put the bodies and oh, man. just put all of the the bodies and the luggage and the belongings. They combed through the luggage to see if anything was of value, but you know, they basically put all the rest like clothing and shoes and, and belongings, luggage, all that in there with them. Oh my gosh. And then they they said set it on fire
2: oh my god
0: okay so i'm not going to talk about that anymore
2: okay well, we need to know
0: that's what i saw okay but it was a pit it was in the middle it was nearby where they landed in this remote area with this dirt strip wow and um You know, they, they destroyed everything they could and they took apart the plane and they took that with them, the pieces of the plane. They didn't put it in there with the, the rest of what they were destroying. Okay. With the bodies and and all that. And then they covered it up with dirt, you know, when they were finished. Yeah. You know, they had to destroy everything by fire first.
1: Which makes sense. So remote, like an island, like, like, like a remote place, like somewhere.
0: It was remote. I don't know if it was an island. Okay. Cause it, I don't know if it was an island cause the dirt didn't look like sand. Wow, okay. It looked more like clay. If I had okay. to say, you know, like the kind of clay you find in the mountains of Mexico or the Andes yes. or something you Know, like clay, that's okay. what it looked like. It had a little reddish orange tint to it. Whoa, okay, and it was, it wasn't sifty like sand is, you know, where it's fine, it was right. more like um sludge, you oh know, because I think it had rained recently or something, it was more sludgy. Oh. And then they covered it up with, um, you know, they put branches of trees and whatnot on top after, you know, they reduced everything to ash.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: But they took out like things that were metal from the suitcases and and whatever, you know, they took out things that would not burn. Okay. So I think that's why they went through, it wasn't because they were pillaging, you know, and like, you know, seeing what kind of treasures they could get. It was right. more seeing whatever, you know, cause they had an explicit instructions okay. to destroy everything and take the parts of the plane in pieces. And, you know, I get that those, those plane pieces were actually, um, transported in some sort of truck or something. Like they they went to a different area, but I get that you know they went to some sort of salvage or something like that where they were repurposed into another craft.
1: Oh my gosh. So That's they like didn't firm. stay
0: in some warehouse. I think I think parts were like repurposed into other aircraft. Oh my god you know, when used okay. to, to construct other aircraft, they were sold. Right. And any the identifying marks on any of those where there was an ID number or something like that, and they were you know, either scratched off or taken off or okay. you know, painted sure. over or, you know, they changed one of the numbers or something. Okay. You know, for the part itself. And I don't get that they did that. I get that the people who bought it did that. And, you know, because they were okay. buying stolen goods. So they had to change the ID number on the parts. Okay. Wow. So they knew what they were doing. They knew how to change it and how to re-ID everything. Okay. You know, what? part of what I'm getting is, is that they didn't take some of the... You know, some of the parts were marked with a number, and I get that they either made one number into another number, like they made a one into a seven, or you know what I mean? Like they just. Okay. They, yeah. They changed a couple of the numbers or the letters and they made it into what they needed so that it would not be the same number. Oh my gosh. They're good. All right. Well, that's. That, but I did okay. see what the ground looked like, and it had a, it had, if I had to say the clay, if it was clay, it had more of an orange brown tint than a red tint. So if that helps, it was more orangish brown than it was okay. red. Okay. I, I all I know is is that all these elements are somehow factoring into this story. Okay. That pit is still there. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's been covered over and, you know, obviously it's been nine years, so. Right. You know, it's been covered over with dirt and brush and rocks and whatever. But, you know, it. if somebody knew what they were looking for, they would know that it didn't fit the rest of the landscape. Wow. That it looked odd in the middle of wherever they were, which was remote. Okay. So there's that. Um, all right. So anyway, let's just, this is what I saw again. I'm psychic profiler, wow. Baron. this is the missing. It's a podcast. We started to pretty much cover, you know missing persons that are that are submitted to a list on my official twitter actually Um, that's where you can submit a missing person to the list you know before each drawing which is every other week Um, and we try we're trying now to do a weekly podcast and uh, what we're doing is is we're Choosing in the news stories, in the news now, kind of thing, um, and you know, so every every other week is an in the news story. And if something is not appealing to me, or it's it doesn't feel like it's my case, or I should be connecting to it, then we'll just do another missing persons case. We'll do another drawing. You know, if okay. there's nothing in the news that's really grabbing me right. at, the, at that moment, some of these news stories, um, like the Idaho Four and the Brian Koberger will require two, maybe three podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll time those based on what's happening. So that okay. sort of explains what's going on there. Um, all right, so what other things did I say in those Posts nine years ago. What what else did I say? Anything else? Yep, two other
1: two other ones. Um, on March twentieth, <clears throat> he said, "I unfortunately sense that no one from this flight is still alive. The energy fields are not resonating on this plane, but the astral plane on the next step of their evolution as souls. I so hope I am wrong about this, but every time I try to contact, there is just shock, sadness, despair." a calm acceptance of this tragic event. What I do feel is still lingering is spiritual messages to those loved ones left behind and the strong feeling that the pilots of this plane did everything in their capacity to save them from peril. Okay. And then the next one, some of them were, um, doubled, but it's because you were responding to people. The next one was on March 21st. The previous one I just read was March twentieth. Mm-hmm. This one says, "But I will say I feel the plane is surrounded by the sea, not on land. There was no pain for these souls, just surprise and
0: unprepared to leave this plane of existence." That part is wrong. Okay. And uh, it flashed for me when you were reading it. That part is wrong.
1: Okay. Either, either,
0: either, it was. Um, No, that part is wrong. It's what I said from this morning. So either my skills have gotten better or you know I was or I was seeing something on the news at that point and I was influenced by it. So I, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. But that yeah. part is wrong. They were not in the ocean. They okay. landed safely. And I saw that strip and I saw the soil. Okay. I saw with the soil this morning, it wasn't sand. I can tell you for sure, it wasn't sand. It was okay. a makeshift air, you know, like a strip, like an airstrip that they made. And it was rural and it was in the middle of nowhere. So it wasn't cool. like they were landing at an airport. They were not. Right. This was a makeshift okay. air airstrip of some sort. You know, like a long piece of road or something that they landed on.
1: Okay. And then there's two little ones, um, same day. Uh, it says, um, I highly doubt that any psychic medium can pinpoint the exact coordinates of where this plane plus passengers may be. No one can. It's a best effort to peer into details surrounding the location. That is all. And then um, you said, you, the, you said you know, they're reporting the pilot probability about the hijack on this plane. But there is no way all those passengers would just sit in their seats and not call someone or text or run, the cockpit, run to the cockpit, especially after 9-11. They had to be sedated somehow or induced into a sleeping state. And that was it.
0: Okay. So that's correct. Um, let me look at whether there was a toxin yes. released into the air and that's why they had a gas mask on, um, or it was just lack of oxygen. Let me just see what was going on. Cause it was kind of odd. Why wear a gas mask? If there's no oxygen, you would wear an oxygen mask of some sort where you have a tank that's feeding oxygen yeah all right so all right ask me that ask me that was
1: gas or oxygen deprivation used to subdue the passengers
0: okay you asked me two questions in one and i need you to sit back from the microphone a little (laughs) bit from your mic just ask me one question was Any type of toxin used
1: to subdue the passengers.
0: Okay, just relax, let me see. Was there a toxin released into the air? Okay, I see three men. Okay. Three. One was a little younger than the other two.
2: Okay.
0: One was a little younger. Uh, okay. Was there a toxin released into the, the passenger's compartment? Was there a toxin in the air? seeing both. So let me just see uh, as if they depressurized and there was a lack of oxygen to make everybody sleepy. And then they released the toxin once they all had their masks on.
1: Okay. Let,
0: let me see if that is true. Is that the way that it went down? Yeah. It had to go down that way because um, they couldn't risk that the pilot would okay. you know, do something when they weren't ready for some surprise maneuver on his end. Okay. So no. they needed to get everyone to sleep at first and then did they release a poisonous gas into the air? Was it poisonous? Was it deadly? instead of poisonous was it um was it like carbon monoxide or something right was it like carbon yeah that's closer more than a chemical that they couldn't travel with okay it was more like carbon monoxide almost like Okay. I don't know what the engineering on a plane is, especially a commercial plane. I don't know if this is possible to reverse the air somehow, like the exhaust to reverse it. So it comes back in the cabin. Okay. Like you do in a garage of the car thing. Okay. So it looks like they had to make sure that's why they were nudging people, making sure everybody was knocked out cold. Okay. I don't think they were breathing in as deeply, because I'm still not seeing like foaming at the mouth or any of that. Wow. I'm not seeing that. So whatever this was, it was odorless, it was colorless. Could have been carbon monoxide. It could have been where they reversed like the exhaust or something, something. Okay. Something like that, because I'm I'm definitely getting that they used what was available to them on the plane because they weren't able to travel with chemicals or anything because they would have been stopped. Right. And the gas masks were actually, they, okay. That was done on the ground by the ground crew. So one of these guys pretended to be part of the ground crew and it was hidden in a compartment. Okay. Like either the ground crew that does the cleaning, you know, where they clean, you know, the seats, the carpets, the, the tray tables. Right. It was, it was either placed like on the side of the seat. So this person could have been having a window seat and it was placed on the side by the window jammed into the seat, like the gas mask. where the, it looks like they folded up pretty, pretty flat. Okay. You know? where they could yeah. stick them on the sides of the sea and, and get them in there. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that they didn't board the plane without in their bags. Okay. This was ground crew, or a pretend ground crew person, either preparing the plane You know, cleaning. Yeah. Stocking the bar, stocking the food. Oh my gosh. In in the kitchen part, you know. Um, somebody that delivered like the pre-made food. Wow. And and there was a predetermined place where they would hide these masks. And. You know, if the person that was seated asked for a blanket, they could put it in the blanket. Oh my gosh, that's smart. Um, You know, as if somebody walked up there and they knew where it was hidden And they, you know, maybe said, Hey, can you get me a blanket? Um, you know, I'm cold or something. And they waited there. Right. And then they, something, something like that, whatever it was, all, all details were taken care of. That's pretty much what I was seeing. Okay. All details, any scenarios going wrong they had they had a contingency in place just in case something went wrong
1: okay
0: so I'm not saying it wasn't a blanket I see more of the scenario with it placed on the side of the seat and the person cleaning like the seats something like okay that. I see that you know like they knew where their seat assignment was And it was carefully hidden, you know, or hidden behind the magazines that were in the, you know, in front of them, something, you know, and if they did ask for a blanket, they could easily conceal it as they pulled it out of that pouch. You know, and they made sure that they got there early enough to see, you know, first. You know, not where they had to climb over somebody. Right. So, all right. I mean, it's not an exact science, but this is what I am seeing and what I was being shown. What are the other questions? Well, a lot of them you
1: pretty much answered because, well, hold on. I have one that's everybody's dying to know here. (laughs) It says, um, it was reported that the plane was carrying unknown cargo. The time of the disappearance was this cargo a motivating factor in the disappearance
0: who reported this
1: um, the cargo it was on the uh, the documentary on Netflix um, okay I don't I
0: don't remember that part all
1: right so it was a big big metal box and they said it didn't go through um, the scanner and it was uh-huh. like escorted It was huge just underneath the plane by itself.
0: Okay. Let me see if that had anything to do with these people. Okay. Okay. whatever it was, it was concealed inside this thing. So like in in the event they opened it up and inspected what was inside, like it looks like it was hidden beneath like, like a, a, a lead sheath or something, something where it couldn't be detected what was in there. Wow, okay. I almost get like it was. Um, it was something regular, like a. You know, th- I'm hearing the word equipment. Whatever they declared, it may have been equipment or, okay. like, um, surveying equipment or something that. They needed to not have, you know, it could have been film equipment where they couldn't have the film going through x-ray. Okay. You know, or film, canisters of film or something. But I get that that was a ruse. Like, whatever was in there was either in the lining or, you know, they they had something in there that that couldn't be scanned. It had to be manually. uh, They had to look at it. Okay. And whatever it was, was hidden in there, either in the lining or underneath this, like where it wouldn't draw attention. And for some reason I'm being shown a laptop. Interesting. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's the image that is in my head. Okay. So, okay. Next question.
1: Well, a lot of them have been answered um, with everything you've described. So let me go through these here. Um, Okay. Um, Oh, here we go. Will the families ever be given a definitive answer about their missing loved ones? And I have one more after that. All right.
0: Well, in, in part. Okay. I I don't think they're gonna be alerted to some of the stuff I said earlier. Right. Um. But, in part. So. Either somebody figures out that they, they did a little gerrymandering, you know, with the, right with the numbers on the parts to another plane that ended up being in an accident somewhere. And they're like, Hey, this part doesn't match this plane or something, something okay. where a mistake was made with, you know, maybe because they were selling plane for parts, you know, similar to when, you know, they, they, they jack brand new cars that are expensive, elite vehicles that they can break down for parts, you know, something similar to that. But in this case, there's an investigation or something, there's like something they didn't count on, like either when the part was repurposed either that ended up in an accident somewhere, or, you know, they had to log all the parts and like it didn't match or part of it was rubbed off or something. Okay. Like maybe it was a fuel spill and they painted the number. Oh, Okay. And the fuel wiped away part of the, the number they repainted. Okay. Uh-huh. and they were like whoa what the you know yeah something so they'll get they'll get more information it won't be like it's been where there's been zero okay it, it'll That's be good. more information more enlightenment oh good nothing okay. as much as what I've seen though okay you know um, What I saw was horrific. So, again, I apologize for anybody that kept listening. Okay.
1: Okay. And then um, I have a final question. Yeah. So, uh, 19 families claimed to hear a ringtone when calling family members for four days after the disappearance. Was this phantom ringing caused by what you explained had happened then? Their phones?
0: Let me look. Yes. Okay. And I'm getting that it had to do with, you know, they were They were going through everybody's stuff. This all didn't happen in 24 hours. Right, of course. Right. You know, they had to go through all the parts that would not melt. And okay. phones would not have been destroyed easily, so... Um, and the ringing that they heard... So, so we're saying that when they called their family member that was on the plane, correct, correct, it yes. was still ringing and there was still service four days later. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, that that would make sense, you know, or or it went straight to voicemail or it was still ringing. It was still ringing. Um, there okay. was well, I don't I don't think they thought to shut everything off, but um, right. You know, the thing is, is that they, why didn't they, okay, this is just me, if I were investigating, why didn't they get like a location tracker on the phone where the phone was when it was picking up the ring?
1: Well, what I saw on episode one of the Netflix towards the end was a family member was asking one of the Malaysian government, um, why they wouldn't do that. Why they he's like, here, here, look, look. And the now, guy I tried said, to
0: watch as much as I could, but I, I was so tired. I have to admit, I was like falling asleep. Not, not because oh. <laughs> it wasn't well-produced, but I was just so tired. I had done a massive amount of readings that day and I was just like trying to get, you know, the basics. So, okay. So, So
1: the guy told him the um, the Malaysian government went behind a door, peeks his head out, and tells the man asking, he says, We don't have that kind of technology. And he shut
0: the door, and that was it. No, that's completely wrong. That's wrong.
2: That's wrong.
0: Um, Look, I think they weren't prepared to start a war over this. Yeah. And I think they had to make some executive decisions and you know, yeah. They decided yeah. not to pursue another country where you know, where clearly these phones were ringing in another location. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying they didn't care. I'm saying that I think they were scared that yeah, they would start an international incident with a country that was much bigger than them yeah and if it was russia you know they weren't prepared for that no you know i so they had to go with what they were told to go with right okay you know i think a lot of this were were political decisions at, at the war table and they just decided, okay, look, we can't start an international incident about this, even if those funds were there, Okay, you know, we'll just give them an answer that, you know, it won't bring those souls back to life. It won't bring them back to their families. It right. won't fix it. They're still right. gone. Yeah. And that's What they decided, you know, sometimes we complain about being in this country, but you know, (laughs) know. um, we have it lucky in so many ways and people don't realize, and they just take it for granted every day when they wake up in the morning. But, you know, I mean, the stuff we have to deal with isn't, you know, isn't that. No. You know, where somebody in a government decides, well, we don't want an international incident, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's what it is. <sighs> but I mean, okay, I saw what I saw. Some of it yeah. was, and and I did preface it before I started saying the, the graphic stuff. So mm. I hope whoever couldn't deal with that link put their hands over their ears for just like a minute while I was going through that. Um, and for those that didn't forgive me, that's what I was being shown.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna leave it here. We're gonna leave it um, here because, unless you have one more question. No, I don't, that was all
1: of them. You answered everything during your reading, so. I had a ton, but you did. Well,
0: I mean, I hope that even just one thing, one thing was enlightening to some, some aspect of this, this horrific incident, you yeah.
2: know,
0: why, why did it happen? Why were they chosen? It was pretty much random. They picked a flight that was a regular flight. Wow. It was random. First of all, they weren't about to start an incident with China and Beijing either. I wonder, Uh, let's, let's just talk about these two huge entities that little Malaysia wasn't about to deal with. Yeah. You know, especially because Russia had just started that Crimea situation. It was days in. And it was just orchestrated down to the last detail, secrecy and all. And, you know, it was a takeover. So they weren't about to start something right then. And it was used as a publicity stunt to divert people's attention from the news. Wow. So they could do what was. Needed to be done, I guess, on their end. So, you know, I mean, would you go up against China or Russia? No way. Nope. And today in 2023, are we ready oh. to go up against China or Russia? Don't think so. And that's a question maybe we should ask ourselves. Yeah. But that's another episode for another time. So, um, okay. I, I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and supporting the podcast. It's still fairly new. This was, this was lucky number 13, this one.
1: Oh yeah, it was.
0: This was episode number 13, Missing Malaysia Flight MH370. And I am sending all kinds of warm love to the souls that have crossed. And just know that we're still talking about you. We're still thinking about you. We're still loving you. No one has forgotten you. Um, And if anybody Mm -hmm. has any ideas for in the news podcast that, that could be a good suggestion for an upcoming episode, just go on Twitter and tweet it at me. And if it's something that resonates with me personally, I'll definitely put that on the list. Those I pick because I have to be engaged fully in the, in the news ones. So, um, the other ones are, uh, are, you know, Twitter's choice, the universe's choice, because, you know, I do a drawing every other week, like I said, and then I pick the name. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Right. So if you've got a missing persons case that is just dear to your heart, please go on my Twitter. And that's the only place where you can do it. I'm sorry if you don't like Twitter. It's the only place that's (laughs) fast enough for me where I can do my work. You know, Facebook, I could never do my work. It was just like constantly having to, it was just too hard and i'm not on instagram at all and i'm not on any of the other platforms i'm certainly not on tiktok so um <laughs> you know i don't have any other platform where i can get in get out say my piece and come back later you know right And, right. and you know it was quick like my brain is my brain is like electricity and You know, it was firing off all the mitochondria and Twitter matched up to that and I'm like, Oh, I like this one. So, um, so that's the one I chose. So I'm sorry if you don't like it, you don't have to say anything. You can just tweet that one thing, but only followers get to do that. So if you're not following me and you tweet it at me and then you leave the platform, I can't submit it. You have to actually be a follower. So, um. And I, I appreciate everybody's support. Shelly, again, thank you for joining me on a holiday. It is Saint. Oh, you're welcome. I love this. And I next this. week, it's Shelly's birthday, everybody. And she's still yeah. going to do a podcast. You're going to do the podcast. And, and, <laughs> and I, as a, as a gift to you, I will do one question for you. I told you. Because yes. you're being so nice about doing it on your birthday. We could have done it on the next day, but... Um, Because you've been so loyal and so faithful and so just, you know, you've, you've been there and you know what, you've been there and you've done the work and you've worked with me and you work with my sometimes difficult personality (laughs) and, and, you know, and my, my gifts, the way that they work and you actually fit, you know, you're a good fit. So, um, so, so just make sure you don't ask anything too personal because everybody will hear (laughs) what that is, but I will do that question live for you because you are so kind to do that on your birthday. And then I want you to eat lots of birthday cake. I want you to make that wish when you blow out your candle and then we'll fluff you up on your birthday on Twitter. Okay. So everybody, thank you for joining (laughs) us and, um, This has been another episode, an in-the-news episode of The Missing. Yes.